Hey everyone, I'm Peter Babb. And I'm Anna Keen. And today is September 5th, 2020, and welcome to Tiger Talk, where we talk about stuff that's going on on ONU campus and what's going on around the world. Our first topic today is going to be about Spotify. Now, Spotify is one of the largest streaming platforms for music and podcasts. Uh, but, however, there's been a controversy surrounding the uh, Spotify. Uh, Joe Rogan, who is one of the top podcast hosts in the nation, has uh, transitioned to Spotify. However, it has begun a rocky start. Uh, Joe Rogan has been known to have controversial guests on his show, uh, has transitioned to Spotify. However, the episodes that have the controversial guests have been censored and are not on the platform right now. Uh, many fans of the Joe Rogan podcast have accused Spotify of censoring the podcast. Uh, Anna, we have talked about this in class sometimes so in terms of censorship. Should platforms such as Spotify be allowed to censor episodes of a certain, of a uh, person's podcast? Yeah, that's a great question. So our persuasion class, um, we've talked about whether or not we should be able to censor certain things because we're uncomfortable with them, like religious views, political views, mm-hmm. um, any kind of like sexual or inappropriate content. And I think this is a great discussion for today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Joe Rogan, I've listened to some of his podcasts, and I would say it's very uh, – it's a nice – another – like for another point of view because he's trying to get sure. – because he's not like telling them like you're wrong, I'm right like as a sort of debate. He's more about going to be like, hey, I know that you're a controversial figure, but I want to get to know you as a person and where you come from on that background and to know like why do you view the world in this sort of way. I believe that Spotify should not be allowed to do this because, again, we have the freedom of speech. We have the right as Americans to agree to disagree, no matter how you know wide and how crazy some people's views are on certain things going on in the world. Right. They should have the right to say their two cents, and that's what Joe Rogan's about. Like he's saying, you know, speak your two cents. I want to get to know you on why you're viewing this. And for Spotify to do this, I feel like that goes against everything that not only is about podcasting, but it goes against really against constitutional freedoms that we have as Americans. And I have not listened to the podcast. I might actually look it up after we're done here. It sounds very interesting. Um, However, I do agree with, like, the censoring. I'm not sure, like, it can seem to be a very slippery slope when you decide, oh, we'll just start censoring just a little bit, and then you start sliding into more and more content mm-hmm. until it's just the things that you want. And that can be like almost like towing like a party line. Like mm-hmm. this is just what we want. This is the things that we want to hear. Um, even though like it's healthy for us to hear things that are mm-hmm. different than what we believe and that we disagree with. And it mm-hmm. causes us to doubt and think and wonder. And that's very important for our health. Yeah, I agree. And like pretty much like, We've sort of seen lately in America, like large uh, media platforms like Twitter and Facebook have also sure. begun starting to censor certain posts right. and tweets from controversial figures. And that goes against that again goes back to the idea of should these large companies have the right to uh, censor these voices, these people? I, I'm on the line where, again, I've already said like, they should have the right to post it, but it only goes to a certain degree. If it's just like flat out complete misinformation, then like I do believe that then you should have the right to just be like, no, that's that's just borderline, just like flat out lying about, you know, coronavirus or like or this certain candidate running for office. It has to go to a point where it has to be there has to be a little bit of substance of like truth. Sure. 
However, like, it is that gray line where it's like, what is censored? Like, what is appropriate to be on a platform and what shouldn't be on a platform? So I see what you're saying, Peter, with, like, if someone's putting out fake news, like, that's going to be completely um, misleading people. And mm-hmm. that's, that is wrong. Um, and, but I would, yeah, be careful with that. Like, what is mm-hmm. fake news? You know, fact checking your stuff, making sure that this podcast or this person talking really is lying. And they're not mm-hmm. just something that you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and to that point, like, I do agree with the fact that I believe that when you're doing fact-checking, you have to fact-check both sides of the right. matter rather than just the one side. Because if you just fact-check the one side, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, well, what about this side? And a lot of news organizations have put that, you know, check both sides off to the side. And uh-huh. they have gone to the direct uh, one-side bias news that we have seen lately in the world. All right, on to the next topic, uh, the coronavirus cases on Olivet Campus. Last time we did the podcast on August 29th, we had seven cases. However, as of today, on September 5th, the active cases have gone down to two. And this is a very big thing because, obviously, we had seven cases. We have had numerous people in quarantine or isolating at home. Uh, this is a great thing here at Olivet to hear that you know the cases have gone down. Absolutely, We've kept it yeah. at below 10 yeah, everyone who's doing a good job keeping their mask on, wearing them properly, washing your hands and hand sanitizing, like you're doing a great job. Keep that up. Um, listen to the instructions. We all mm-hmm. want to be here on campus for as long as possible. Yeah. So, again, for those who do not know, follow the Tiger Paws protocol. It's all here to keep us safe, all here to keep us on campus as long as possible. I want to be here on campus. You want to be on, ham- exactly. on campus. Everybody wants to be here on campus. As much as what the craziness is going on in the world, please, please, please follow the protocols that are going on at Olivet. Absolutely. So there's also exciting events going on at the Night at the Plex here at ONU. Next week, there will be bingo, trivia, s'mores, movies, live music, and also food trucks coming to ONU. Night at the Plex starts at 7 and goes to 1030 every Monday through Friday. And Anna... I love going to the night at the Plex a lot. I mean, last night there was spike ball, there was checkers, there was chess. Uh, the music there was fantastic. I mean, it's just a very, very good time, sure. not just to get out of your dorms because obviously with what's going on, uh, but it's also a great time to just hang out with your friends and just like enjoy really the nice fall weather that we're having yeah. lately here. Um, but also at you know at the Plex. Uh, they also say, please wash your hands, sure. please wear a mask, please follow the protocols. Um, obviously, social, social distancing-wise, it is going to be a little bit difficult. Yeah. However, they are taking the necessary protocols to, uh, to hand sanitize, uh, to take your temperature beforehand. So just please, before you go to the Plex at Olivet, please take your temperature, please wash your hands, hand sanitizer, do everything that you can to follow the protocols. Up next, ONU is having Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream on September 17th, 18th, and 19th at Robert Frost. For those who do not know where it's at, it is right here in Bourbonnais behind the Oaks Apartment Complex. Tickets are free. However, be on the lookout for more information in the week to come regarding ticket information. I think this is personally one of my favorite plays. I think this is a very exciting opportunity. Again, Mm -hmm. kind of like what you were mentioning, this is a great time to get out of your apartments and your dorms and just, like, enjoy a play produced by an incredible cast, an incredible director. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure you go and check that out. Yeah, Shakespeare plays are fantastic. 
you know, we, there has been iterations of that since I, what, the 1500s, 1600s at that time. Uh, I could be completely wrong on that because I know that Romeo and Juliet, obviously, is one of the top plays. Hamlet is one of the top plays for Shakespeare's. So, again, Mr. My Stream, completely uh, all of that led ONU cast. They have worked hard on this for weeks now, and it's going to be very exciting. I'm definitely going to go uh, check it out. Yeah, same. So our next topic is going to be about the University of Illinois. Uh, they're starting to hand out punishments to students that are not following uh, the COVID-19 protocols. Obviously, the University of Illinois is the top uh, university in terms of student numbers. Uh, over a 1,000 students have now tested positive for COVID-19 protocols, as well as Illinois State University, who has had over 1,000 students. Uh, the student, uh, the chancellor at the University of Illinois has begun saying that the dangerous actions taken by students are now going to be enforced by either fines or by suspensions. And uh, obviously, this has been a very debatable topic on news programs around the nation in terms of whether or not schools should have the authority to suspend or in, or fine students that are not following protocols. Some believe that the schools should have the right to do it. Others mm -hmm. believe that that should be left to local law enforcement. Sure. What is your take on this matter? Yeah, so I guess I am okay with the punishments, I suppose. Um, however, to play devil's advocate, um, it is, at the end of the day, like a student's choice whether or not they want to be safe. Mm -hmm. I suppose you could say there is maybe... Um, the school is trying to, like, obviously they want to make money, right? And mm -hmm. so, like, having their student body on campus is making them money. And for the students not to come to the school because of the coronavirus, that's a, a dip mm -hmm. in their funds and stuff. So I can see where there's a little bit, not nefarious, that's not the right word, um, but means of, like, saying, yes, this is why we want students to come to school because mm -hmm. we are trying to make money, Um so I could see where people could argue that. Um, I could see where students will also say, this is my choice, whether or not I get coronavirus or mm -hmm. not. And now, yes, I'll deal with the consequences. Yeah. And I'm going to be on the side of saying that the schools do have the right to enforce that sure. because they are going on campus. They are going to a campus where there's thousands of students. It's pretty much a petri dish where if one person gets infected, it, it could spread like wildfire sure. right now. And the and I know that because I personally have friends that go to the University of Illinois and to Illinois State University that they understand and, and they are following the protocols. But there are a certain degree where, you know, like you said, that, you know, it is a student's choice. But the university is saying you have to follow the protocols because we don't want to send you home yeah. because we want you guys to get the best education. Because let's be honest, online learning, you and I have experienced that in March. It's not the most ideal way to learn for certain subjects. Um, so I do believe that the university should have the right to, you know, fine or to the extent suspend students uh, because they're not following COVID-19 protocols. Um, and I saw that on the according to CBS that a lot of students got it because they decided to rush in the fall uh, for fraternities and sororities, uh, which obviously because they're not physically on campus, they don't have to follow the same protocols and rules as university. Um, which is very sad because the university is uh, trying their best to uh, enforce these policies the best that they can without going to the extent of punishing the student body for not following these protocols. Sure. As I was going to say, like for students to be suspended, that is kind of choosing their morals. They're, mm -hmm. you know, you're putting in place like 
this is what we believe and so you're going to believe it too mm -hmm. and for students to come to campus they could argue against those morals um mm -hmm. if they wanted to uh yeah and it, it, it is students choice because they are technically adults right they do have their own morals they do have their own uh sense of what is right and what is wrong um and if that goes to a certain extent if you're being completely negligent when it comes to following support calls, then you do deserve to be uh, fined or suspended sure. from the school. Uh, but if you decide, you know, like if you're wearing a mask and you still get coronavirus because other people are not following the protocol, obviously that's that is a debatable topic or that is up in the air uh, in terms of the the way that the university sees it. Um, I'm going to go to the point in saying that uh, students need to follow the protocols on campus because right. obviously, like you said is to protect other people. Other people like myself, like I have parents who are in danger of being highly sure. susceptible to coronavirus. So I am following the protocols to the best I can. And there are thousands of our students, not just across the state of Illinois, but across the nation and the world that have parents who have underlying conditions or who are in the age range right. uh, for uh, them getting highly susceptible to it and possibly die from it. So um, in terms of that, if they are being completely negligent and just being self-centered, that's just not the way to go about it. You have to follow the protocols. You have to uh, take your temperature. And if you are feeling ill, get a test and isolate or quarantine yourself so that you don't spread it onto others. Right. And I heard somebody say this recently, um, that if you're suspending your students, however, it does defeat the purpose mm -hmm. of having students on campus. So maybe suspending isn't the right thing maybe a fine is the right punishment or maybe a different kind of fine would be mm -hmm. um a better suitable <clears throat> punishment for students than like sending them home exactly i, I do agree with that that the suspending does sort of defeat the purpose of being on campus but however you know it is up in the air if like they are being completely negligent right uh to a certain degree then they should face i would say considerable punishment uh, from the university or from local law enforcement, depending on uh, who is taking the case on that. All right, so that is all the topics we have for today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Anna Keen. And I'm Peter Babbitt, and we will see you next time here on Tiger Talk. Bye.